This podcast has been sponsored by Kita Consulting. If you're ready to create a new vision for your sales ecosystem, reach out to us on LinkedIn. Hi, and welcome to Review. I'm Jacob Ficari, and you're listening to a snippet of a weekly clubhouse chat called The Nexus Point. The Nexus Point is a sales operations-focused club where Madeline Samara, Moshe Batorak, and I bring in special guests from exciting companies to talk all things sales and revenue operations. If you love this, join us weekly at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific to ask your questions and share your perspective with some of the brightest minds defining sales and revenue operations today. Our guest this week is Channing Ferrer of HubSpot, sharing his views on how to build a great sales ecosystem from the ground up. So where to start, where to start, where to start? That's the big question, right? You know, where to start? Because if you look at a sales ecosystem, and we talk a lot about this on the show, you've got the apps, the APPS, the four big primary components, analytics, people, processes, and systems. And all of those are needed to create a fairly robust sales ecosystem. But if you're a startup, you know, you're doing everything. You're selling, you're building, you want to know how well you're doing, and you want a better way of doing it than just putting it in an Excel sheet or writing it down on sticky notes. So where do you start to build an amazing sales ecosystem? So this is a great question, and I hear this question a lot. Where I start on this is I start with the concept of an athlete. I think you need to hire an athlete, and that athlete is, is going to be a sales athlete. It's someone who can go out and sell, but it's also someone who can help you hire more salespeople. That's not going to be your end-all, be-all VP of sales down the road, but it's someone who can be a sales leader for you. Um, but again, they need to also be, be actively engaged in, in selling. Um, where I would go from there, by the way, just to follow this along, is then I think that person can help you build a team, a small team to get started. I would focus on quota carrying sales reps um, out of the gate. You just need a few of them to, to help you get some momentum um, under your belt. And then I'd very quickly go to ops. And I would put ops ahead of things like BDRs or a channel manager or um, for that matter, a larger sales team even. And I think ops is really critical because it helps you to figure out what's, what's the optimal go-to-market approach. Because you can sell direct, you can sell through partners, you can sell through product-led, you can do inbound, you can do outbound. There's lots of different ways to think about go-to-market. And you have to really optimize for growth, and ops can help facilitate that. So I'd, I'd fairly quickly go to that ops role. Channing, those are all excellent points. Now, I want to throw you a little bit of a curveball. You had mentioned ops. So what should the priority be for an ops person coming in tasked with getting a sales operations function running. You know, the founder may be able to hire that athlete that you were talking about, but the ops person, what should their focus be? Yeah, so it's a great question. And by the way, the word and term ops, I think can be interpreted a lot of ways, which is, I think, Jacob, kind of what you're getting at there. Um, I think of ops and strategy uh, synonymously in the sense that when you hire that first ops person, as you build up that ops team, that ops team isn't just sitting there doing 
let's call it Salesforce development admin work. They're, they're really helping you think through your strategy. So when I, when I talk about ops, I think of a little more of that data analyst, that consulting background type ops person. Um, and, and that person, for them to uh, function effectively, they need to have access to good data. So that's where I start, is actually making sure they've got access to good data. Now, access to good data can be done through a CRM, that can be done through a really elaborate Excel spreadsheet that outputs data that can be leveraged a bunch of ways. Um, but I would make sure there's a system in place to give them access to, to solid data, and then they've got a, a mechanism, a tool, you know, to sort through that data. As you get more and more complex in your go-to-market, in, uh, in your business, that those tools and those systems, of course, are going to have to scale with your growth. And so I'm talking very vaguely here, but the important thing is data that's accessible and that's manageable. And that turns into a BI tool over time. Um, that turns into a bunch of uh, analytics that, that uh, the ops team can kind of build out. That, of course, turns into a system that um, really is scalable, a CRM type system that's scalable. Uh, so I, I, I say data is the driver of it all, but then of course to get to that data, you have to have tools and systems that help facilitate it. A CRM, you probably need fairly early just so that you don't have to migrate from one to another. You know, Going from Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheets into a CRM is doable, but the longer you sit in a Google Sheet, the, the harder it is to, to do that migration. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my take is it really starts all with, with data access though in, in the beginning. And the data access then leads you into the ability to make more key strategic decisions. And going back to the comment I had earlier, your go-to-market approach, what's the optimal go-to-market? What should you do for your different maybe target markets or segments that you're selling into? You might want to shift that go-to-market approach for one or the other, or maybe you have kind of different product mixes that you want to shift around your go-to-market strategy. That's your ops and strategy team helps kind of facilitate that. How you think about selling based off territories or leaning into a, a, a rotator um, as opposed to a territory-based model. Again, ops and strategy can help facilitate all of those, those core decisions. And it all comes back to underlying information and data access. So Channing, you made a really good point there, and I totally agree with you. But not always is it the right decision to go with a full-blown CRM. Sometimes you need something more nimble, cheaper, or both. So what would you say to a startup founder at the early stage, uh, at the early stages of the company as it relates to choosing a CRM? Yeah, yeah, good, good question. And again, I, I, uh, I purposely was kind of a little vague in, in that early response because I don't want to say you have to have a CRM out of the gate. I don't think you necessarily do. I think as you get started and you've got one seller on your team, you've got two salespeople on your team, you can get by with a really simple tool. Again, I'll, I'll use Google Sheets as my simple tool for now, but there's other, other examples that are out there. The thing that I would encourage you is you begin to see that opportunity to scale as an as entrepreneur. You see that opportunity. I think make sure you're thinking about how to scale your systems along with scaling your business. And that's the, the miss that I see people making. If, they, if you begin to see, oh, wow, we've got actually the trajectory to get to a uh, million dollars in revenue this year, and then maybe it's three million next year. And you begin to build out that trajectory, you build your headcount around that, build your systems around that too. And if you don't build your system trajectory in line with your kind of business growth trajectory, it'll slow you down. And then you'll have to replatform and move over to something that will naturally slow you down as well. And, um, you know, and, and I've lived through that a couple different ways, and it's hard. It's hard for the whole team to, to make transitions when, um, when, they're, when you're not 
prepping for that transition. You're not building, you know, for scale for that. So I think you can get by without the CRM up front. But once you begin to see you've got this growth in line, a CRM you're going to need at some point and better off to get that sooner than later is my take. Um, but the same for all your other systems. It's just make sure you're scaling your systems at the pace you're scaling your business. So Channing, if I can paraphrase what you're saying, you don't necessarily need a CRM, but you should have a CRM strategy. Did I get that right? Yes, great way to say it. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you this next week on The Nexus Point as we talk with Carolyn Mellor and John Moore to debate if sales enablement should even be a part of revenue operations. That's The Nexus Point on Clubhouse, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. As always, views expressed by our guests are their own and are not necessarily endorsed or shared by their employers.